0: Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Good Grief. My name is Dr. Christine Malone, and in this podcast, we talk about trauma, tragedy, and survival. In each episode, I will interview someone that has gone through grief in some way, and we will discuss the impact it has had on their life. By sharing these stories, we hope that others won't feel alone should they be going through similar situations. Enjoy. Okay, listeners, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So my guest is going to talk about an experience that she went through with her husband and her boys and um, an unexpected um, accident that happened to him. So, yes, would you please introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Gretchen.
1: And I have, we're going to talk discuss an experience we had with my boys who are now 27 and 25 two amazing Eagle Scouts that I'm incredibly
0: proud of. Awesome. So I know their dad is who we're talking about and that their dad mm-hmm. passed. So um, give us kind of, you know, a, a, a story, the background of what happened to their dad and, and, you know, how all that happened. So in 2015,
1: my boys were on a week long canoeing trip with their father in Montana. Um, and the Boy Scout troop, um, they were getting close to their Eagle Scouts, one of them especially. And um, I happened to be on the first time ever um, floating trip with about 40 strangers and two friends. And um, on the river, I had gotten a call that my um, boy's father had drowned. Um, they hit rapids. And my oldest son and my and his father were in a canoe on the very first canoe with a bunch of them in the back, and they hit rapids. And unfortunately, it had capsized. They were wearing life vests, nonetheless. Um, the father that I did, the boys did have. He just kept screaming for his oldest son to get to shore over and over, and he took on too much water in his lungs and his stomach. Um, And by the grace of God, I don't know how, but there was a white river rafting group there practicing, whichever. And they had pulled him out of the, um, out of the river, out of the water. And they had been airlifted out of the river and, all the boys were just kind of like didn't know and eventually boat after boat after boat came and he was airlifted out and they were all waiting. And unfortunately um, they didn't find out till a little bit later, but he had lost his life in the airplane on the way out. Um, so how, the canyon.
0: Was, how old were your boys at that time?
1: It was like eight years. I think there were. I think
0: they were 17 and 15. That's young. That's yeah, young. so yeah. I, I once once they got back home and close to that. all that was going on. um What did you uh, the boys do? I mean, how wh- how did well, respond to this when it first happened?
1: Um Well, I had to be carried off the water after I got the call with all these strangers, which is awful. Um But I didn't know what to do. I was in complete shock, and I was panicking and i couldn't drive myself so i needed to go to montana to the hotel where everyone was i think it took us a day to get over there and unfortunately it was just you know i went i ran into the hotel the boys were still all of them they were in one of those conference rooms in the hotel and my boys were still wearing their life jackets and they ran to me like they were tiny little boys and just grabbed me and hugged me. And <laughs> it was not the best experience and the entire room, all the boys, cause they loved him so much. The leaders, everyone, um, were completely utterly in shock and still like besides themselves. So it was not a, an experience I wish on anyone.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. So yeah. Once you get the boys back home, and now we have mm-hmm. to settle, settle into a new, a new life, a new, a new uh, real world. So, All right. what was that like for both you and the boys?
1: I think you know. After I had a little bit of time, I you know I was trying to think. Like it was like you're in a movie. It doesn't even seem. It's so surreal. Um, I don't know. They were so quiet for so long. Um, And people were such a blessing. I think for two months we had dinners straight over and people straight coming at us. And we didn't have time to process like everyone, which I'm so blessed. I really am, especially having no family here. Um, We were so loved up, but we didn't even have a minute to process. And they were so quiet. Boys are a little different, right? They're, not as expressive as girls. And it was just very quiet and very hard. That's all I remember. I was just, I had two different boys and my boys are so full of life and so loving and friends all the time here. And um, it was just very quiet. I couldn't get them to really talk very much i was very grateful we still had our boxer nala because i think they really loved up through and felt through everything through loving up on her and her love for them
0: yeah no um, good to get that so they were pretty young at that time so mm-hmm. as, as time goes on i mean now they have mom a wonderful mm-hmm. mom but they don't have Thank dad you. so no what, what kind of of experiences do they have, you know, over the years since then where, you know, they don't have dad, they have mom, but they don't have dad that, you know, really have kind of where they have to kind of adapt to this whole new reality.
1: I had to like really, I feel like I felt the pressure to be mom and dad. Um and anytime I almost feel like I almost pressured it too much. There's so and everyone did, right? They just wanted to like be there. So our scoutmaster and a few people were really really stepped up in that male role model um world um so it was it was almost extra right because everyone felt so bad and it's still empty but i mean it was was boys that are quiet too and holding their feelings in you feel like you were just going almost above and beyond and too much for them but we did it and they accepted they put up with me loving them up and people really did step up to kind of take on that role and it, it lasts for a while. Right. Everyone has their regular lives and they, it only goes for so long. I mean, if we needed a call or needed anybody, they'd be there, but you've got to, you sit. I mean, I remember, I think it was Shani said, um, well, how come we're not getting any more dinner sent to the house (laughs) or how come, you know, um, well, where's so-and-so. And I'm like, honey you know we got this they have their own lives and they're there if we need them for anything but this is us now this is on us we got this
0: yeah so did you have um i I don't know actual conversations with the boys about you know how they felt or how they were you know adapting to this whole new reality or how'd that go
1: you know, I want to be totally honest, I would try so hard being protective mom and being a little extra mom. Um, but boys, I don't know all boys, but my boys were soldiers, I think they held it all in like, counseling, maybe we need to do this. Can we talk about this to anybody? We had a list of people to talk to, but they really, really didn't want to talk about it much. And so I always broach that later on in life, you know, like, Hey, things do come up later on in life. If you don't deal with them, you're always, that's normal. Please, please know you can talk to anybody or if you need counseling, that doesn't make you any less of a man. I mean, you can't hold everything in. And so they, I, to be honest, they didn't want to share much. They didn't. So I would get little, pieces here and there and every holiday every birthday every everything we talk about our favorite memory we talk about something good um and that's the best i could do with that
0: yes yeah, no so I mean, me open up yeah that reminds me of what i call um pockets of grief so those yep. things when we lose someone and then we have these events that go on holidays whatever um you know big milestones graduations so on and so forth where the loss of the person Mm -hmm. is really much more noticeable. So it can be years later and then something happens. It's like, wow, um, I should have my dad here. And yet they don't. So I know that your oldest son recently got married, like in the last, I don't know. Yes, yes. So so, um, did you have any, I mean, was there any conversations or anything where he shared with you, you know, kind of how he was feeling about not having his dad there in person? Cause I believe he probably, he was there, but not in person um, for that event.
1: You know, I want to say that I had these in-depth conversations with them about that, but I think it's hard for them still too. and so when I'm, he's, I got to be walked down the aisle with my son and all I said the entire time is like, you've exceeded both of our um, expectations for wanting you to be healthy, happy, find love and being successful. And we just talk about him. We talk about the good things. And I just try to tell him, I'm like, you good. And he's like, yeah, I think he'd be proud. And so that's the best I get. I know some people share, maybe some of the boys maybe share more, but mine don't. So my way of dealing with stuff is like telling them, I, he's proud. Like this, and I kind of share something that we remember, that they laugh about and that go like my gosh remember when and and i always say we have angels and he's watching over you and he is beaming and um i always remind them you know don't ever be comfortable too comfortable and not dealing with this please so that's kind of my worry as a mom always because mine has come out later in different ways but my grief And still to this day, I finally got grief counseling. But for me, that is always my fear that they will not, it'll come out later in life. yeah. And maybe they're dealing with it in other ways, but they always talk to me about good memories. we just share how proud I am of them, how proud he is, how much they're like their father. That's the best I can do with my boys right now.
0: Yeah. So what you're making me think of is how as a mom, you know, mm-hmm. we, put our own needs and grief aside, because we want to take care of our kids and yep. what they need. And so I'm, I'm happy to hear you say, tell me that you're, you know, starting some grief counseling yourself because you know, you, you, there's, there's things you just, you got to work through and, right, um, you know, you, you can help your kids, but you can't help them fully unless you yourself are right. feeling that right. Right. So, so what kind of things Ugh. do you in your life that make you feel good about, you know, life in itself and, you know, Hobbies and so on that make you feel, you know, uh, there's life worth living.
1: One thing I did, I mean, I I did promise him at his funeral was I would make him proud, and I would be the best boy mom he could ever have <laughs> asked for. And whether, and at times I surely, surely have not. But one thing that has um, given me some solace and peace, and given me strength and kind of guidance is I feel like the river took. Our happiness away, and it was going to pay us back. um And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I just mean it in the. F- I fell in love with fishing after that, and I fell in love with not just fishing. I fell in love with making sure I gave back in the fishing industry with. Um, and this is what I tried to instill with the boys to always give back. Whatever your passion is, it doesn't have to be mine, but give back. And so being on the water, I felt close to him giving back to disabled children who wanted to be on the water with their families or had cancer was going to lose their life. And all they wanted to do was have a fishing trip with their families. For me, the solace is giving back and giving back and giving back. Um, you know, I, that doesn't cure everything. It's not, that's not the whole end all be all. But for me, That's kind of kept me, (laughs) kept me somewhat. (laughs) Okay. Um, and I just, I get so much joy knowing I'm giving back and in his name, my name, the kid's name, and I've taught them to do the same. Yeah. So his death on the river was never vein in my heart, in my head.
0: Yeah. That connection is, is, um, is amazing so and i i, I see your photos on, on facebook of you with especially with the disabled kids hits my heart Ugh. i, just, I just love what you're doing and how you're paying that forward i guess is how i'd say that so um the happiness on their faces just brings tears to my eyes because it's, it's
1: just- <laughs> he gave back so much to other people and other kids that this is the way i can show live what he did and he did. Like, I can't even get over. We had two funerals, 400 people. I And what makes me so sad in this whole thing, and not to digress, it's just like how much you realize how much your loved one has touched people or what they do when you see that. And then we had um, also a military one. And, you know, there is something about giving back that is so healing and that living through someone else that you've lost – And in honor that fills your heart and your kid's heart, that is just amazing. And like you said, with the disabled children, I mean, it is so easy for me to get out on a boat and do the fishing, right? How hard is it for them to get on a wheelchair out there? that's all they want to do with their family. They just want to feel normal. They just want to do that. And when I see that light up, I'm like, I look up, I'm like, we got this. We got this there's yep. a purpose
0: no i i i i completely and sincerely appreciate that you do that because it just like i said those photos i just i smile and cry at the same time when i see them um, <laughs> thank you it's, it's wonderful and i i appreciate you do that and I, i'm certain shane appreciates that you do that as well oh, so, you, wow. know, like he, this, he, you know it kind of like makes you know into this what do i call a, a silver lining of you yep know, he's gone but his memory lives on and the things that you do the things that your boys do you know the people that you thank touch you. And so on which is so powerful right so well, their death is not
1: in vain their death is not in vain, right and so i love i love seeing things that he's living you know he's living through some of these things and it just seems like touched so many people and we're gonna just yeah. we're gonna do our best to do the same
0: yeah and you have thank you uh, your boys are so young i mean you have you know still experiences to think about as they move forward you know kids thing you know whatever things that are going to be in those pockets of grief of you know when she and his wife have their baby assuming they have a baby whatever Uh, you know those uh, things like you know um yeah you know that there's someone missing and yet you know he's not missing he's 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 with you but he's he's not here in person and that's um that's hard. No, I mean, I will speak for myself with my own kids. Um, it's very hard. Yeah, have those those life events happen and just go, wow, there's someone really important missing here. Um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, even years later, it, it is. It's still. It's still really difficult. So, um, I want to. Yeah. Know, I, I, oh, wait,
1: I'm just gonna say that's why you know I I don't know and I don't honestly care what other people think, but in everything I post about that kind of stuff or when we do stuff I said from heaven to earth we're so proud of you like I just don't ever want them to forget there's someone proud of them there and he's living through them so and you know what I I just have to say that
0: yeah you know what um as I as I think I mentioned to you and you might know my my kids were two and four when their dad died right I could say when they're what 32 and 30 um, I tell them frequently about how, how proud their dad yeah. is of them. I'm certain he's looking down and, um, uh-huh. you know, he's there, he's there. I'm, I'm, I'm certain of it. I mean, I, I look at my oldest son and I see so many things he does, his mannerisms, the way he, 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 way he, just the way he looks is so yeah. much bad that I'm just like, oh my God. But on the other hand, I, I know that, you know, he, he's there in, in some way, or form. And the kids are, you know, better off because of purpose in their lives. And no
1: matter what age, right? Like that, we're always looking for that connection. Like we, you know, and that reminding me, I used to feel bad, like people are gonna, oh, people think I want attention for this. I'm like, no, I want them to feel connected to where they came from. And, you know, I want them to know that in their heart. So they're not speaking that in other ways, right? And you
0: Um, you want them to know that, you know, they can talk about, their dad yep. feel and their memories and whatever and that not only are you there for them but you know other people's lives are there for them because i know for me i i enjoy talking about the people i've lost i do because by doing mm-hmm. so i'm remembering the good memories yes i lost them and that hurts but the good memories mm-hmm. those are the things i want to talk about are those things where you remember when this remember when that and so on and so forth so um I think that's. But we have
1: to remember, some people have a really tough time with that for a while. Like it took me a long time to do that. It like I every time I talked about, I couldn't talk about this. I couldn't do this podcast. I'd be a wreck, and that is okay. That's part of the pro. That's part of the process, right?
0: But you, yeah. U.S. culture, um, grief, and talking about it is not. uh, It's not comfortable, and that's that's it's unfortunate, Mm, right? I have to the boundaries and but that keeps
1: us in a bad place. It does, you know. Like, yeah.
0: Like, I mean, people don't want to like bring him up. I don't want to bring up Shane because Gretchen's mm-hmm. gonna be mm-hmm. upset. Where on the other hand, Gretchen might want to talk about some really good memories. Yeah. Kids might want to talk about some really good memories, and that's okay too. It's not yeah past. It's it's you know honoring this person who had such a major impact on your lives, and you'll live hundred percent. A- You'll never forget that I mean you just won't there's no 27 thing. years
1: how do you just like 27 years I grew up with him the boys that's you know I mean he
0: should be talked about he's a
1: huge part of our lives like and we're so great we're so lucky
0: yeah yeah and I mean when things are cut short that's that's I mean it sucks but on the other hand you sad. still have those those amazing memories even though they were cut short so yeah so I appreciate you sharing all that. So before we go, is there anything else? Yes. Anything that, you know, uh, for someone who might be going through a similar experience, who's maybe helping their kids deal with um, grief or trying themselves (laughs) deal with grief of someone they've lost, you know, way too soon.
1: Whatever you are feeling, whatever you're doing, feel it. I didn't want to feel anything. I wanted to numb it and for a long time, I numbed it like with alcohol, you know, or, and I just being raw and real, or I just wanted to run or I, you know, just only cared about the kids' feelings, whatever your feelings, what you're supposed to feel, and it's supposed to be a journey and feel easy on yourself, give yourself grace and know it's a process and know it's never, ever going to be the same, but you can create something so beautiful and still honoring through loss. So... I And I had two Eagle Scouts with two amazing girlfriends, one married now. And I could not, I could not have asked for better. And so, you know what? Reach out for help when you need it. Don't push it off. I pushed it off a little too long, but please reach out. We, so many people have this story and they want to feel connected too. And I, And just know it's okay. You're never going to be the same, and it's okay.
0: Yeah, never going to be the same. You can have
1: a good version.
0: Yes, does that mean that life is over? Or uh, no? Yeah, there's there are things that are are always going to be happy too. And
1: give back and pay it forward. I just and do it to yourself, but others, please. Love that.
0: Well, Gretchen, thank you so much for for uh, chatting with me. I really appreciate your time. Oh,
1: what an honor! Thank you for asking me.
0: I just want you to know how proud I am of you, for you know, you know, thank you. Your boys where they are today and um, the support you've given them and the foundation they have because of both of you and and their dad. And that's. Um, an amazing accomplishment so
1: same um, and I want to tell you what an honor it is to like for years I've kind of like watched you and followed you and you've been really a great great female role model strength and yet humility you've been real honest and I just
0: admire you admire you I appreciate that I I do I appreciate that but I'll be honest I am who I am because of some really bad things that happened and amen yeah I've learned a lot that honest to God, I, I wish I didn't know, <laughs> but I do. And right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, yeah, I know what that's like. So I can pay it forward as you're talking about, you know, you're, uh-huh. you're, if you're you do with the yeah. kids. Just thinking like, Oh oh my God. Um, and I know, you, <laughs> I know you used to do, um, what was it like, um, a foster care, or whatever for kids. in
1: Oh my goodness. That was another thing that it was pretty much right after I, uh, foster kid for, uh, for, what was it hand in hand? it's a safe house for children who have been abused, I mean, a ton of horrible things and it's just literally the police take them from whatever situation they're in could be immediate, could be ongoing, and you you love them up, you clean them up, you take them to the hospital, you just make them safe and happy until they're in a foster home. so that was one of that thank you for bringing that up was one of the pivotal things in my healing as well was they. I did not realize how blessed we were and my children were even through our struggle. Yeah. And that's what I say about, we don't know what's on the other side people. And I told the boys, there's worse off. We've got to get back.
0: And it's not really a question of, you know, belittling what you've gone through, but to say, yeah. Say like, yeah, I've gone through this thing. Someone else is going through something else, and how can I help? And I know when I knew you, when you were, were taking care of those little kids, um, mm-hmm. it just, I was like there's no, there's just no way I could do that. I would, my heart would be breaking every single step of the way. I came
1: home. I came home one day, and I'm like, don't "You ever complain about anything?" I'm in tears after a weekend because we do a weekend shift right with the kids, and and don't you ever complain about anything? And they're like, we thought this was supposed to be a good thing you're right here I know, and,
0: I, know. Uh, I remember you telling me about stories about these kids who had nothing but a t-shirt and I was like oh my oh. God, Gretchen I can't hear anymore about this <laughs> but,
1: well, yeah. so I, I want
0: you to know how how I'm so impressed and I'm sure that all those Thank babies you. were um were so positively you. you know touched by the work that you did and um from those of us who don't have the um, the stomach for it. I'm so glad that you did. And I, I did
1: for a little bit. And I'm so blessed I got the opportunities because it was healing. And thank you so much for bringing that up as well.
0: Yeah. No, you're a great person. You yeah, so, are as well. Gretchen, thank you so much for your time. And I wish you only the best.
1: Same. Thank you for being a great role model.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Good Grief. To hear more about my personal story, please pick up a copy of my book, The Day I Became the Spider Killer. A Memoir of Trauma, Tragedy, and Survival, available in paperback, Kindle, and Audible via Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online book retailers.